John 10. John 10. Now, I'm going to talk about something that's really one thing that the Lord moves in my heart on periodically. And uh, it's, it's the things we view with our mind, the, the thinking process. And you know, just because you've been born again doesn't necessarily you're going to live happily ever after without any problems. Probably since you got born again, you've seen that. But also on the other side of that, you can't buy into the concept that I am what I am right now and there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm going to tell you, the Word of God will change you. The Word of God will shape you. The Word of God will mold you. And so that's what I want to talk about a little bit here tonight. John chapter 10, verse 10. Jesus speaking here. Now, he gives us two great insights here. Number of chapter 10, the first part, he says, The thief, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. Now, once again, if you look at that, the thief is the devil. Now, what did he say the three characteristics of the devil are that he wants to kill, steal, and destroy? And so any time in this earth when you see killing, stealing, and destroying, you can always understand who the author is of that. It's the devil. That's what he does. He kills, steals, and destroys. And so if you look at that, understand this. The devil hates me and use guts. He can't stand us. Doesn't like you a bit. And you know what? I'm glad he doesn't like me. Because I'm full of Jesus and you're full of Jesus. And that's what he doesn't like. So Jesus gives us a truth right there about the devil. Now look what he goes on to say. I, the Lord Jesus says, I have come that they, the they's are the ones that receive Jesus as Lord, that they may have life. And they may have it more abundantly. The word abundantly there means excessive, overflowing, above the ordinary. And so what did Jesus just tell us? I came to give you life. The message says it this way, a real, more, and better life. Now in the Greek, that word for life is a word we call zoe, which means the God kind of life. So Jesus is telling you, I came to give you the God kind of life. A blessed life, a fulfilled life. And, and this is some of the things that he's done for each one of us. And so if you'll note here, Jesus didn't say, I came for you to exist. I, I didn't come just for you to survive. I didn't come just for you to make a living, work a nine to five. He didn't say that. He said, I came that you may have life in that more abundantly. And so the true essence of God is life. Now with me telling you that, I want each one of us tonight to grab a hold of some God thoughts. What's God thoughts? Some of the stuff that's in the Bible that we begin to grab a hold of those and we begin to think in line with this. Go with me back in the Old Testament into Proverbs chapter 23. Proverbs chapter 23. See, each one of us, guys, we're going to have to push through all the clutter that's in our mind. The false beliefs... And what I mean by false beliefs are things that don't agree with God's Word. If it doesn't agree with God's Word, man, I don't want to entertain it. Now, everything we allow into our minds, it counts. Everything. Also, everything we allow into our mind has an impact. And so, even, even in the area of self-talk, sometimes we can become our worst enemies with self-talk. I'm no good. I'm a failure, uh, life doesn't matter, life st it stinks, 
And when you have that mentality, you're looking at your life through distorted lens. You're not looking at yourself the way Father God. And when you look at your way or your life in these negative ways, it becomes very toxic. It's not good for me and you. And so God wants to impact your life in every area. Whatever it is in your life, whether it's you, your marriage, your kids, your God wants to impact our lives. And that's why I'm saying, let's get a hold of some God thoughts tonight. Uh, Proverbs 23, verse 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so the way you think it, that's how you're going to be. If you think negative or you think wrong and not in line with the Word of God, your thoughts are going to become very toxic. You want to locate yourself once again. This is an area. Start thinking in line with God's Word. And God's Word is God's absolutes. So, man, that's important that I begin to find scriptures that to pertain to my life. As a man thinketh, so is he. Now, I think in light with this, that, you know, if a person's appendix bursts, all that poison begins to go over his entire body. Well, see, even in the area of my thinking, my thinking controls ever as a man thinketh, so is he. So let me ask you, what do you think on? What's your mind on? Look, look in the same book, Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter number 4. Let's just let the Bible teach us tonight. I think you're going to get some instructions here that are going to help you, that are going to propel you in a new way. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issue of life. Now that, that phrase there, keep your heart, it means to value and to protect your mind, your emotions, and your will. So what he's telling me here, that's, that's, my, that, that's my soul. He says, you're going to have to do things to protect what you allow into your mind. How many of you have ever heard this? You allow garbage in, you're going to get garbage out. Listen what the, the contemporary English version says here for this verse. Carefully guard your thoughts because they are the source of true life. So many times, guys, if you're not careful, you'll just allow your thoughts to start wandering. They just begin to take off. I must uproot thoughts that don't line up with God's Word. If things don't line up with God's Word, I must begin to uproot them because the devil, he wants to corrupt and he wants to control the hard drive of your mind. That's exactly what he wants. He understands, as a man thinketh, so is he. Now go back with me into the New Testament, into, into Romans chapter 12. Look there. Now we, we've got to begin to take action now, guys. How do I take action? I replace the thought with the truth, the Word of God. That's how I do it. I, I've got to find scriptures. And whatever that, that lie is, that thought that doesn't line up with God, I replace that with the truth or the Word of God. How does that show up in the Bible? John 8, 32 says, you'll know the truth, the truth will set you free. So each one of us, we need to understand, and this is a, a lifestyle that involves, I've got to get into the Word on a regular basis, on a daily basis, and let the Word of God correct me. 
and let the Word of God direct me. And the Word of God will begin to do every one of those things in every area of life. But i got to start thinking in line with the Word of God. Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy or devoted, acceptable or pleasing to God, which is your reasonable surface. So he tells us here, we're, we're, to, we're to give our body as a living sacrifice to God. Now, it's interesting that he starts out saying that. And so I believe even in verse 2, he begins to give us insight on how to do that. Now, listen to what he says. And do not be conformed to this world. This word conformed here to the world means a, an outward appearance. A modeling of oneself after the things of the world. So he's telling me here, don't be conformed to this world. Don't be molded. Don't be shaped by the things of this world. Now, look what he goes on and tells us here. This is the Apostle Paul. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Be transformed. And so though I become a, a Christian... I can remain conformed to this world, even though I've gotten born again. And so how do I become transformed? Look what he says. By the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. And so you know what I do? i got to do an extreme makeover in my mind. The word renewing there means to renovate. Renovate my thoughts. Renew my mind to what? The Word of God. And once I begin to renew my mind, and guys, this is not an overnight process. I just keep thinking in line and thinking in line. Actually, that's, that's part of Joshua 1.8. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it there in day and night. You will think on it. You will begin to ponder it. One translation says you'll begin to mutter it. What's muttering? I like to mutter and say, I, I, I just start quoting the scriptures. I thank you, Father God. These are the areas of, of my life that, that your word is working. It's beginning to help. Now, notice he says, be transformed. The transforming starts when I change the way I think. This is a process, guys. I don't have to be conformed to this world. I can be, but I don't have to. And so transformation is more than just learning. It's a changing. It's allowing the Word of God to start remolding me, reshaping me. See, many times I think we come to church just to learn something new. Just to, to, for it to be intriguing or enticing. But really one of the things the Word of God is for us to do is to change the way I think. And when I change the way I think, I'm going to change the way I live. Each one of us, and I understand this. And it's a result of what? As I begin to hear the Word of God, something begins to happen. And each one of you, you may have areas in your life that you have difficulties, that your mind wanders. You've got to begin to get the Word of God in you and begin to meditate. I remember years back, years back, way back now, that I had a huge problem. I mean, I was terrified to get in front of people. 
I remember at school, I would turn and toss all night. I wouldn't sleep. And then when I got to class, I would squirm. I would do everything I could to get out of it. I was terrified of it. But when you begin to look at the Scriptures, specifically Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now just think in areas of your life that you may be terrified. Something that, that tries to grip you with fear. I tell you, you've got to start finding the Word of God. This is a great verse. So I begin to meditate on that and I begin to say, mutter. I thank you, Father God. I can do all things to you. You're strengthening me right now. Now, does that mean when the first time I did it, everything was just wonderful? No. Sometimes you just got to do it afraid. Just get up there and trust God. And I remember, man, I began to sweat bullets, and I walked through it, and God helped me. And before long, it became easier and easier. And I, I thank you, Father God. And there's still days when I speak, I'll say, I thank you, Father God, I can do all things through you who strengthens me. I remember I was doing a wedding one time, a big, big wedding, and I'm telling you, it was a high dollar one, and the last thing you want to do was to mess up. And I said, Lord, i got to have you tonight. i got to, now this comes back to renewing my mind with the Word. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, this is just an illustration for each one of you. I begin to renew my mind with what? The Word of God. What God's Word said. And because I renewed my mind to the Word of God, it pushed that lie out. What was the lie? I can't do this. I can't do this. How many have ever said that? I can't do this. I, I won't do this. See, each one of us. And your fear may be totally different than mine. I remember as a kid, and sometimes you just got to have people push you in. But I remember as a kid, we would go to this state park back in Oklahoma. It had the greatest swimming pool ever, guys. I'm going to tell you, unbelievable. And it had these rocks that were, were pyramided up and up and finally to get to the tall one. Well, man, we were little bitty guys, and we'd go in there, and we would look off that little one, and we'd jump in. Well, we kept moving up. Well, finally we got to the big one. And we would go up there, and we'd say, not today. Not today. And that point of that top cliff came to just like that. And one day we were up there and we were looking off. And we said, not today. And sometimes you just got to have someone shove you in. And my brother did. He shoved me in. Man, I was so mad at him. I'll never forget. I think I cried all the way till I hit the bottom. And I came up. And you're talking about a proud puppy. I looked at them all like, I did it. None of you have done it. I have did it, and I, I promise you, I went to the side, I got to the ladder, came up, walked right up, walked right past them, and I did it again, I did it again. And you know what? Sometimes that's what it takes. And that's what I believe the Word of God does for us. The Word of God, sometimes, it just shoves you in. To get out there, you can, you can do those things. And so this is just another aspect of one way I begin to renew my mind. Find scripture that pertains to things in your life and begin to renew your mind. You know, even Colossians 1.13, he's delivered me out of the power of darkness. Well, I begin to renew my mind to that. And my thought was this, if he's renewed, or if he's, if he's delivered me out of the power of darkness, I might as well just believe it. I might as well just start agreeing with it. And so I would begin to meditate on that. Look, look over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 2 Corinthians 10. See, my thoughts will formulate my purposes. 
And my purposes ultimately dictate my actions, and my actions will become my habits. But it all starts with my thinking. I encourage you, begin to think in line with the Word of God. Now, when he begins to tell us this, he gives us some insight here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's begin in uh, verse number 4. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not of the flesh, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. The Amplified says, the overthrow of destruction. Ooh, now when I read that, man, it begins to, to put a light here, here. Strongholds, the weapons of, of our warfare are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Some of the, different, the definitions of a stronghold is this, a thought or an attitude that has a strong grip on your mind and it tries to dominate. Now, is there something in your life that tries to dominate you? I've had people say to me, Pastor, man, I don't sleep well at night. I have a fear of da-da-da-da-da. And so that becomes a stronghold. Now, another definition of stronghold is, is it causes us to be a prisoner. It literally imprisons us by deception. And so let's just say right now that you deal with fear. I de- oh, Pastor, man, my kids deal with fear. They don't like to sleep in their own bed at night. What do we begin to do? Well, I find out what the Word of God says, and I begin to renew my mind with that. There in, in, in uh, 1 Timothy 2.7, or 2 Timothy 1.7, he said, He has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. So you know what I've started to do? I've replaced that lie, that deception, that fear that tries to grip me, and I start saying what God said. He's given me a spirit of love and power and a sound mind. So you know what I've done? I've started renewing my mind to the Word of God. This is what God's Word said. This is what God thinks and says about me. Exactly what the Word... And so all I'm doing is I'm coming into agreement with Father, well, what Father God has already said. And watch what begins to happen. Watch what begins to happen. I'm telling you, if your kids have issues in that era... I would begin to speak this over them. My children sleep well at night. They do not have a spirit of fear. They have a spirit of love and power and a sound mind. And I'd tell them that. You're full of the love of God, the peace of God. Begin to expect that. Now, right here, he says this about strongholds. He said that, uh, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. For pulling down strongholds. Once again, a stronghold is first established in the mind. It's established in the mind. Now look what he tells us to do in verse 5. Casting down arguments and every thought, or casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge or the Word of God. So what do I got to do? I got to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. How do I overcome it? I bring those negative thoughts into captivity. You know what that means? I capture it. And how did he say I capture it? By the obedience of God. Obedience to the Word of God. 
When I begin to get a hold of this, guys, God begins to move. And what I've found in my own life is I begin to, to renew my mind to the Word of God. And I get in the Word, and I get in the Word, and I get in the Word, and I get in the Word. And ultimately, you know what will begin to happen? It'll start coming out of my mouth. It'll start coming out of my mouth. Once again, Matthew twelve thirty four says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you know what I've now done? I've started feeding on the Word of God. I found Scripture. Remember what Scripture is? Scripture is the title deed. It's, it's the proof. Man, when you got the title deed, and so I've got the title deed, and so I begin to get that in me. I again begin to get that in me, and ultimately there becomes power when I start speaking it out. That's called rhema, the spoken word. I begin to speak the word of God out. And before long, when my mind and my mouth start colliding, that stuff starts getting in my heart. And you know what will ultimately happen? You'll start walking it out. You're going to start seeing victory. I've done it over and over in my life. This, this is elementary 101. I wish I could sit here and tell you I do it all the time. This is one of the things the Lord has pulled me back to right now and said, you got to keep your mind renewed. Keep your mind. Get your mind renewed to the Word of God and get the Word of God in your mouth. See, so many times we, we're dictated by our circumstances. It's not working, Pastor. It's not working. How do you know it's not working? Because look at all the circumstances. See, God's Word is not dictated by circumstances. We've got to just continue to speak the word and continue to speak the word. How many times over and over do we hear, speak the word, speak the word, speak the word, speak the word. One of the best things you can do right now over your children, begin to speak the word. Speak the word of God. Don't get in line with, with all the circumstances. Don't look at them and say, they're stupid. They don't understand math. They don't under, yeah, they got the mind of Christ. They got that they are understanding. So it's the same thing for me and you. Not only do we begin to renew our mind, begin to speak that into your begin to speak out your expectation. And watch what will begin to happen. Now I'm going to give you illustration after illustration tonight in the things, even in my own life, and you're going to say, Man, I've heard this, I've heard this. Some of you have heard this and heard this, but you need to get this on the inside of you. Even in my life, when I had all those areas of sleepwalking, I tell you guys. I was a mass, I was a Houdini in sleepwalking. It, it was bizarre the things that would happen. I could get outside, I could walk the neighborhood. I mean, you, you could put five deadbolts, I could get out. I remember one time we lived in a little two-story two townhouse. And I got out. I'm strolling around outside and I wake up. And I go to the front door to get back in, and everything's locked. Now, I'm standing out there, and I'm thinking, what's going on? You know how I got down? I came down from the balcony, all in my sleep. So guess what I get to do in the morning? I get to ring the doorbell. Shelly, come open the door. And she's looking like, how did you get out? Story after story after story in my sleep, just horrible, horrible. So I begin to say this, Lord, it was a stronghold. I mean, if, if you've ever had stuff like that happen, when you go to bed at night, you know what your thought is? What am I going to do tonight? Oh, no, and that's never sweet and peaceful sleep. So I knew that wasn't God's will for me. And so I thought, I got, I got to find Scripture. I got to find Scripture. You know what I found? Psalm 127 too. 
Uh, Proverbs 3.24, Matt, or, uh, Psalms 8 and 4, or 4 and 8. Every one of those talked about my sleep. So you know what I did? I began to renew my mind to the Word of God. You know what the Word of God says? I give my beloved sweet and peaceful sleep. You know what I was? I'm the beloved. I've now got the title deed. So I began to, to, to meditate on that, and I said, Lord, you've given me sweet and peaceful sleep. Woo, I thank you today. The Lord has given me sweet and peaceful sleep. People say, how do you know that? Because the Bible says so. So I begin to speak it. I begin to speak it. I'd lay down at night. I'd lay down at night. Did it happen overnight, Pastor? No, it didn't. It happened when my mind, my mouth, and my heart all came in. And then you talk about wonderful sleep. I mean, what's wonderful sleep now? And so I saw the Word of God. So think about that in your life. Is that a stronghold? If it is, all I'm telling you is showing you the way that I begin to get the Word of God in me. Now listen, the Word of God will work in any situation. It'll work in your mind. Now I'm, I'm going to tell a, a, another story here. And this is one that I, I read about a year ago in a book, and it really began to minister to me. And I'm going to say some things in there. I, I think we're okay with what I'm going to say. You're adults and everything. There was a man who, who began to counsel this woman. And this woman, growing up, had been abused by men ever which way but loose. Every male figure in her life had abused her. So she goes to this man for counseling, and he begins to tell her, God created you a woman. God loves you. And you know what he was telling her? What the Word of God said. God created him male and female. All he was doing was speaking the Word of God. She blows a gasket. She gets mad and says, Don't you ever say that to me again. She said, I'm not a woman. I don't want to act like a woman. So every time he would call her, or she would call him, he would say, God loves you. You're a woman, and he wonderfully and fearfully created her. This goes on for over a month. He gets, gets keeps speaking the Word. Just keeps speaking in the Word. She calls one day, and she says to him, and his name was Bob, I believe. She said, Bob, I started my period today. And this guy's on the phone, and he's thinking, oh, my gosh, where's this going to? I don't know her that well. So he goes, uh-huh. And she says, begins to weep, and she says, you don't understand. She said, I'm 31 years old and this has never happened. What began to happen, guys, is when he started putting the Word of God back into her, you're a woman, you're a woman, you're a woman. Her mind began to get renewed to it and it began to get into her heart. And once it got into her heart, you know what happened? Her physical body began to line back up. Now, as I begin to read that and listen to that, the Lord said that this is what happens to us when we begin to get in the Word of God. Something that seemed impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So when we begin to put the Word of God into people, don't be moved if it's not overnight. Now, if it is, hallelujah, that's even better. But if it, 
Just keep believing the word and keep speaking the word and keep renewing your, keep feeding, keep feeding. You know, think about this. And you've heard me say this. The great evangelist, Smith Wigglesworth said, we feed our body three hot meals a day and we feed our spirit man one cold snack a week and we wonder why we're starving spiritually. I've got to begin to get the word on me. Now, I've told you this before in my own life. When I really, really, really want God to begin to, to, to move in my life and areas, I write scripture down on a three by five card. Remember there, and I wish I could tell you the passage. Pastor Daniel could probably tell me real quick. He says, write it down. Write it down. I write it down and I carry three by five cards with me. I'll put them on my refrigerator. I'll put them on the mirror. I'll put them on everywhere I'm going. I'd carry one in my wallet. You know why? Because I begin to renew my mind. I begin to renew my mind. When I begin to have thoughts that came against what the Word, I'd read the Word of God. And I said, no, no, this is what the Word of God says. And my mind, you know what it'd do? It'd start lining back up. Start lining back up. Start lining back up. How does that work, Pastor? It's the Word of God. There's power in the spoken Word. Once again, begin to feed your spirit. Begin to get this on the inside of you. And I'm going to tell you, when people tell me they can't, oh, I look at them and say, yeah, you can. Jesus has given you permission. I go around the room and each one of us in here, we would probably have a different stronghold, every one of us in here. Some of it may be similar to mine. Some of it may not. Some of it may be different areas. But once again, begin to get the Word. Begin to get the Word. Have an appetite. Tell the Holy Spirit, put an appetite for the Word in me. Begin to do that. Begin to get that on the inside. And guess what? It will begin to change your identity. My identity is now in what Father God says about me. My identity is not what my natural father said. And my natural father didn't say this, but I'm using it as an illustration. Maybe you've had someone to say to me, you, you're stupid. You'll never amount to nothing. Now you know what that is? That's a lie. Father God says, this is my boy. Woo! And so what ends up happening is my identity is now in the, in, in the things of what God says. It's not in the things of the, the world, not what, what the natural man says. And so once again, what I begin to do is I think, I'm going to begin to get in agreement with what Father God thinks about me and what Father God has said about me. You want to see changes in your life? You want to see changes in your children? Begin to speak the Word. Begin to speak the Word over them. I'm going to tell you, begin to speak the Word. Give your children permission through your words. Give them permission. I'm going to tell you, God will begin to move. God will begin to stand up. Golly, I can sit here and tell you stories all night. I don't know if that helped you or not. 